welcome to another episode of the Rental Journal podcast, a podcast dedicated to the equipment rental industry. I'm your host, Mark Simonson, and today's podcast is sponsored by Mackinex Construction Products. Mackinex has been designing original, award-winning, solution-based tools and equipment for industries such as hire, flooring, construction, and landscaping since 2004. From small beginnings in Sydney, Australia, they now have a global footprint in 14 countries and have products carried by more than 4,000 equipment hire rental companies worldwide. Their North American headquarters is located in Torrance, California, just south of Los Angeles. Whether you buy or rent, you'll find Mackinex products safe, simple to use, and built to last. Visit them this summer at World of Concrete between June 8th to June 10th in Las Vegas, Nevada in North Hall booth N2837, where they'll be showcasing their latest products and innovations. The week after World of Concrete, they will be at the International Surfaces event in booth 4733. They are launching their newest product, the Lift Assist, and is going to revolutionize the jackhammer industry. Don't miss this product in action in the booth. Today, our guest is Tony Colin. Tony has some unique experiences as he joined the industry after serving in the military and has worked at companies like United Rentals, Herc Rentals, and even on the manufacturer side, working with Caterpillar and Cummings as well. Tony has some experiences working in the service side of the business and also on the sales side of the business. Tony, thank you for coming on the podcast today. To kick things off, can you talk to me about how you got into the equipment rental industry? Absolutely. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. So I got started in the equipment rental industry about January 2017. I actually came into the industry through a friend who had been for a number of years poking and prodding me, you know, come over, look at the industry. It's a really good opportunity. And I'd always, something had always been an obstacle or in the way location or just timing. And so I was able to come into the industry at that time, kind of through a friend and ironically enough, ended up working for that friend um, at United Rentals. Okay. And so whereabouts was this? Um, This was Las Vegas, Nevada. And so prior to meeting that friend, like what were you doing? Um, So prior to um, meeting him and coming to the equipment rental industry, I actually met him some years prior, probably 2012 or 2013. I was in the military and we had a common interest in uh, trucks. (laughs) And that's kind of where we met at a truck shop and um, kind of our friendship grew from there. And prior to this, though, I was working in, I would say, the manufacturer side um, as an engine tech. So Cummins. Caterpillar, um, a funny enough, a truck shop that was on ice road truckers when I lived in Alaska. I was never on the show, but it was a pretty interesting place to work. What was it like transitioning from the military into the equipment rental industry? Um, it was a, it was an interesting transition. So coming out of the military, everything's very structured, very scheduled, very timely and orderly. And then from there going into, you know, worked for Caterpillar in a big gold mine in Alaska, that truck shop in Alaska, and then moved to Las Vegas, went to work for Cummins, and um, from Cummins transitioned into United. So I went from structure, 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 to rental, which is very, it's loosely structured, I would say. Um, It's a great industry because every day is different. And I think that it gives you a lot of opportunity to learn and learn on your your feet. Um, So it took some adjustment on my part to 
understand that not every day is the same and to really embrace it. Mm, okay. And so in the military, what was your, your role? Um, so in the military, I was actually an Intel analyst. So um, nothing remotely related, but, uh, but it was um, kind of just a passion I've always had for uh, fixing things, working on equipment, working on, you know, um, pickup trucks and uh, semi trucks growing up in a very small town in Alaska um, and having those things that those opportunities available to me. Okay. So what did you move to Alaska or was that like, were you posted there? Like, how did you end up up there? Okay. So I was actually, I was actually born and raised there. Um, and so I, I grew up kind of all over the state, but primarily about two hours South of Anchorage. And um, so growing up up there, very small town, I decided to join the military at 18, left right after the day of high school graduation. So I got out of there pretty quick. But um, after doing the military thing, having kids, and um, you know, having a wife, we decided Alaska was where we wanted to go. So we ended up moving back there after I got out of the military. Okay. And then, so you said you spent some time at Caterpillar and Cummings as well. What were your roles in those organizations? Yeah. Um, so I started, I guess, my heavy equipment mechanic career with uh, NC Machinery Caterpillar um, at a very large open pit gold mine. Um, I was a heavy equipment mechanic. Um, you know, starting out brand new, it was mostly uh, PMs, you know, oil changes, preventive maintenance. And then as I, as I grew and developed more, you know, got into service calls and fixing things out in the field and was able to really get a lot of, a lot of really good experience on some very large, large pieces of machinery and uh, large, large engines. Okay. And then at Cummings? And then at Cummings, um, I was a uh, engine tech. So ironically enough, through Alaska, um, one of the service managers I worked with regularly and ordered parts from there. He actually um, worked at the Las Vegas uh, Cummins branch. I didn't know that. I had just applied. You know, we were looking at moving. Alaska is a very expensive place to live. And um, so we were looking to move, applied at Cummins. And I got a call back, I mean, within a couple of days. And it was because he knew me from um, the truck shop I had worked at. And so I went to work there as an engine tech. I really liked it. Um, it was just a transitional period for him. They were in the process of going from distributorships to being back underneath the umbrella of Cummins Inc. That's such a different environment to live in, Alaska to Las Vegas. Oh, absolutely. It was, uh, we were used to it though, because my last um, three years in the military, actually, I was stationed in 29 Palms, California. It's a tiny little town out in the uh, Mojave Desert. So the, the brutal heat was uh, something my wife and I were definitely accustomed to. <laughs> but wow. the transition to cold weather was an adjustment for her. Yeah. So what do you think the structure from the, the military really gave you, I guess, a pathway into the next part within, within your life? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think that the, the structure and the, the discipline and the um, timeliness, punctuality was something that really kind of helped me excel within, you know, my, my following you know, career since the military. And it's something I'm very, very fortunate and happy to have done. Um, it's definitely helped me kind of be able to adjust to any situation, no matter how, no matter how bad it is, I've always, you know, been through worse or had, you know, more stressful events in my life. So it's definitely prepared me very well for anything um, rental can throw at me. I've heard a lot of people struggle 
sometimes transitioning out of the military, especially the guys that spend a lot of time in the military. So is that something that the the military help assist you with, or is it really about you getting that confidence up to sort of moving back into the civilian um, work work life balance? Yeah, um, I think that. So for me, it was um, it was an interesting transition. I mean, I, I liked it. I, I enjoyed my time, but I was very fortunate in that my last military assignment, I worked with probably. 50% of the people I worked with were civilians. They were contractors. Um, so that was a good, a very good kind of transitional way to work because it wasn't totally military all the time. I had a little bit of that civilian life kind of peppered in uh, my daily experiences. And um, it was a good way to kind of transition and then going to a gold mine, which is a very kind of rough and tumble type um, type atmosphere. It was a little bit easier coming out of the military. It wasn't such a culture shock. And, you know, having good friends and good family who had been through that kind of thing really kind of were able to help guide me and steer me in the right direction. And so talk to me about your role at United, your first role at United Rentals. Yeah. Um, so I um, came to United Rentals in the early, early 2017 and um, came in as a um, Power HVAC Tech 3. So not quite the top of the food chain, not the bottom, um, kind of in the upper mid-range and um, it was a really good experience. I mean, it was it was 110% all the time. Um, we were, there was two of us, um, myself and another tech. And then we had a uh, OSR sales rep and um, an inside sales guy. And I mean, it was 80, 90 hours a week. It was very, very busy. But uh, I mean, I learned so much and was very fortunate to have that experience because it set me up very well to be able to handle anything, you know, the future could throw at me or any kind of um, crazy situations that sometimes you wind up in. So for the people that don't understand that side, do you want to just explain that that role that you had in terms of the, the skills that so you said it's like not the top, not the bottom? Like, so what exactly is that type of technician? Um, so in, in my position, for example, I was, you know, as being previously in a Cummins engine tech, and having a lot of Cummins powered equipment there, I was kind of more relied on for um, troubleshooting, major repairs, any kind of warranty work since I have um, you know, Cummins um, mid-range engine certifications. And I was able to utilize that to kind of help the shop in terms of fleet availability and also in regards to uh, warranty costs and being able to recoup a lot of the uh, a lot of the warranty repairs we did because I was able to to do them and you know prepare the work orders, and that gave me the opportunity because in that role you're not expected to know everything, being you're not you know you're not the top guy at that point. Gave me the time to really learn the HVAC side of the business, chillers, air handlers, you know all of your one ton through eighty ton um, air conditioner units, and it really kind of was a good platform to be able to learn all those things, and I think that it uh it helped me a lot, you know, in the long term, as far as uh, progress, career progression, and just overall um, equipment knowledge. Mm. Did you say an 80 ton air conditioning unit? Y yes. Um, <laughs> Explain <pretty> that <laughs> to me. <laughs> so, uh, so, um, so as far as tonnage goes, um, when you refer to tons for air conditioners, you're talking about like, um, generally one ton equals believe four to 500 square feet of cooling capacity. So then you just bump that up. So if you have, you know, 
say one ton is 400 to 500 square feet of cooling capacity, 10 tons is, you know, 4,000 to 5,000 square feet. So it's more referring to the uh, cooling capacity of the uh, air conditioner rather than the actual size. Okay. I was in a, a little bit confused there. I was like, that sounds like a monster. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So it sounds like you specialized a bit in that, in that HVAC uh, area with United Rentals as well. Was that sort of something or like what was the branch set up? Um, so we were being in Las Vegas, we did a lot of, um, a lot of air conditioning and HVAC work just due to the, you know, the, the extreme heat in the summer, a lot of events, um, you know, there's like the consumer electronics show world concrete, a lot of big expos and trade shows that come to town. So we did a lot of temporary cooling for, um, the guests of those, those events. So it was interesting. I mean, it was very high stress in terms of, you know, if you have a unit go down and you're in the middle of a major event, it's, it's definitely something, um, definitely something that has to be fixed, you know, right now and uh, being able to think on your feet really helped me quite a bit. Mm, okay. And then, so from there, what was your career progression? Um, so from there, um, the shop grew exponentially. Like we grew very rapidly um, in a very short amount of time. So during that time frame, we picked up a third technician, which was perfect because it gave us kind of some relief from the, the really long hours. And um, that allowed me to transition into a, a role as shop foreman. So I ended up kind of being a, I guess a shop supervisor. The, the title is shop foreman, but kind of like shop supervisor. So you're a working technician, but you're also in charge of, you know, parts ordering, um, preventative maintenance scheduling for services, um, any of your down equipment and getting it repaired. It's a uh, kind of an all encompassing role, but it was, it was really good because it allowed me to kind of go from or pull from my military experience, you know, having led people in the military and been in charge of large groups of uh, people, I was able to kind of bring that back in. And it was, it was a very good kind of meshing of the two experiences. Okay. And then, so from there, what were your other roles? Um, so from there, um, I'd actually um, gone to school the whole time I was working. I'd gone to school online in the evenings, late nights, <laughs> studying, um, you know, te doing tests, writing essays. And so while going to school, I had actually finished uh, my bachelor's degree in business and decided to follow that up, finish my MBA in financial management. And um, at the time, there really weren't any open roles in that area for a um, sales rep. And so I actually ended up transitioning to a vendor as a uh, business development manager for kind of the West Coast of uh, the US selling um, like misting, portable misting fans. It was, uh, it was an interesting experience. It was a lot of fun. Learned a lot, a lot <laughs> during that time frame. Okay, and so where are you today? Um, so today I'm at Herc Reynolds in San Diego. I work for their uh, Pro Solutions Group, which is specialty equipment. So um, generators, pumps, and um, air conditioning, you know, HVAC restoration equipment. Yeah. And is that a newer role, is it? Or how long have you been there uh, for? Yes. Yeah, I've been here about seven months now. And um, I love it. Very, very happy. It's a... Uh, it's definitely an awesome place to be and have a really strong, uh, well-rounded team that uh, that I work with day in and day out. Yeah, we've picked a couple of the largest companies to work for, that's for sure. 
<laughs> definitely, definitely. It's uh, it's been good though. It's it's a good, you know, it's been a good experience, and you're able to just draw from everyone you work with and different situations you're put in. I think that um, I've been very fortunate to have the, you know, the experiences I have at these companies. So, so what made you decide to have a crack at going at the the outside sales position? Like, what, um, was was there an opportunity? I guess like you were studying to become a mechanic for a while or was it because you had your degree that you had behind you, you wanted to try something different? Like what was the thought process there? Um, so my, my thought process there was basically to, you know, while I was going to school and that studying and, and learning and doing all that kind of thing, it was um, the thought process was to kind of, kind of put my degree to the test. You know, I, I mean, education is, you know, in a classroom setting is one thing, it's very beneficial. However, I think real world experience is uh, extremely important. And so I wanted to, I wanted to be able to kind of test my abilities in the, in a sales role. And also it helps from the technician side to understand kind of the, the trials and tribulations that your sales reps go through and understanding that I think gives you kind of a more comprehensive view of the whole business and the kind of total nature of what you do it's not just you know your you know defined role there's plenty of other moving pieces that make up um kind of the whole operation how it all works and flows together it was it was a very good test of kind of my my people skills also and being able to get out there put yourself out there talk to people you don't know cold call and really um embrace that side i think it was it was awesome because I very much believe in being well-rounded and that was kind of how I felt. It allowed me to round out kind of that side of my business acumen and um, to fully understand kind of what the, what our sales reps went through. And it's definitely not as easy as some people may think. Yeah, I was going to say, well, like, what was the, the, the transition like? Because it would have been a real wake-up call your first day in sales rather than being in the workshop. So how, how was that transition? Oh, absolutely. Um, the transition, it, it was a good one. It was interesting. You learned that... Um, Similar things apply, but different things matter. So timeliness, punctuality is very important. Um, making good impression on your customer is very important. But you also learn that on the sales side of the business, you have to be able to you know, speak with a customer intelligently. You have to be able to understand your capabilities and your company's capabilities and not overpromise. You know, I was underpromise overdeliver is always kind of how I, I like to do things. And so it is it was a good transition, but it definitely was interesting. The first time, you know, you put on a polo and you know, nice slacks instead of you know a work shirt <laughs> and work boots, it's definitely a different, uh, different feeling. It was it was a good experience. So I definitely liked it and felt that I I was able to draw a lot from my technical background in terms of the systems that we sold were very kind of technically complex um, to a lot of customers. So I was able to explain that very fluidly and without any hesitation because I understood it. I'd worked on them, you know, inside and out and had a lot of technical knowledge. It, uh, it definitely helped make the sale better and uh, kind of complete the, the customer education piece as far as utilizing the equipment went. Yeah. Well, congratulations for completing your MBA as well. That's a, that's a real good Thank achievement. You. And, it's uh, look, you've done a lot in your life just so far, the military, <laughs> living in multiple cities, working for multiple companies, completing your MBA. It is quite an achievement. Thank you. I appreciate that. So, 
So talk to me about some of the challenges you faced earlier in your career. Yeah, absolutely. So the, of course, the, the military civilian transition was an interesting one. Um, it was something that like was not super difficult, but it was definitely something I wasn't used to. You know, at 18, I went in the military. It's all I knew for nine years, you know, and the Marines of all branches. So very uh, <laughs> kind of rough and tumble. But uh, that was an interesting, interesting experience, um, to say the least. I did a couple of deployments to Iraq during that time frame. And so it was, uh, it was a lot of life experience in a short amount of time. And then transitioning into from a manufacturer, very strict nine to five type schedule um to the rental industry where if you get a call at midnight you know you go you take care of that customer if you have to work late that's what you do you know whatever it takes to make the customer happy basically um so i i think the challenge there was just initially adapt and understanding that this isn't nine to five this is not um not for the faint of heart so to speak it's a <laughs> it's a very demanding industry but also very rewarding so i think that the the pros and cons definitely way more on the pro side in terms of there's a lot of demand, but you get a lot of gratification and a lot of uh, really useful life experiences and get to meet a lot of different people, you know, from different walks of life in this career. And it's something I really am thankful to have experienced. I think that that was probably my biggest, my biggest challenge would have been just the, uh, the controlled, chaos that can be sometimes a very very busy hectic demanding day in the rental field versus you know going to the shop at seven leaving at 3 30 you know very structured and orderly but uh the change of scenery every day is awesome it's something i wouldn't change for anything i really really enjoy that not having to not having to go into the same kind of the same place and do the same thing gets monotonous so this keeps definitely a variety, <laughs> mm. variety of experiences every day. And so what about maybe some of the challenges that you face today? Yeah, um, definitely. So challenges, challenges today. Um, I mean, it's a very, it's a very, you know, demanding field, but I mean, it's, it's something that's enjoyable. Um, today, you know, we have uh, a very good team that I work with. I'm very fortunate to have the guys that, uh, that I work with day in and day out. They're, they're awesome. They're studs. And uh, they definitely make life easier. Right now, we're growing, and it's a good thing. We're growing very, um, very well. And um, I would say today, it's just adjusting to kind of that growth again and, and remembering that the the more demanding days are there for a reason. And in the long run, as you watch, you know, the organization you work for grow and, and really develop and get into new, you know, new things they weren't in before, it's really a, a rewarding thing. So the short-term pain is worth, you know, the long-term gain to me. And so if you could give some advice to your younger self, what would you say? Um, I would say... I would have, I would have pursued the, uh, I would have pursued the, um, you know, kind of invitation to the rental industry much earlier. And I would, um, I would definitely kind of say, you know, be ready to roll with the punches and be willing to be as flexible as needed because in the long run, it's well worth it. And it is, it's something that no other industry that I've experienced can really, 
touch. So the the amount of experience, the breadth and knowledge, the um, very much on the job training <laughs> you get is just it's it's unbeatable. It's unmatchable. And I would have definitely uh, definitely gone into this career field much earlier if uh, if I had known I would be where I am now. It's very, very good, good place to be. And so I guess maybe what would you, what advice would you give to people that are maybe first joining the industry? Definitely stay flexible. Remember that you can learn from everyone around you. So whether it's an OSR you're working with, who's setting up a, uh, a reservation for a customer, whether it's a sales coordinator who is you know, dealing with the logistics side of the business. Um, senior technicians who have you know, kind of been through the ringer, seen all of the, uh, you know, all the interesting and sometimes confusing situations you wind up in, I would say definitely pull from everyone you can and just kind of be a sponge and try and soak up as much of that true industry experience as you can, because those lessons a lot of times are learned very difficultly or through a lot of uh, struggle. And I think that that would be probably the, the biggest piece of advice I could give would be really pay attention to everyone around you and appreciate them because everyone has a different perspective, knows different things and comes from different backgrounds. So um, kind of soak up all that knowledge you can. It's a, it's a very good free education. <laughs> yeah, I think that's one of the, the things that I've had a lot of guests come on and say is that they, they, people need to realize that the people around you are there to to teach you and, and learn from. Yeah. So always ask questions, even if you think it's a stupid question, just ask the question and just sort of soak up everything that they know and their experiences, especially for those new people that join the industry. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, uh, I was very fortunate. As I said, when I started with United, we were, you know, a two man band. It was just two of us. And uh, the other technician who's actually, who's still there, he, uh, he had, I think 12 or 13 years in the industry at that time. So, I mean, I had basically a world-class education from him. He had, you know, seen and kind of, kind of seen and done it all. And it was very, it was very helpful to have him around. And just like you said, I'd pepper him with questions. Why are we doing this? What's that? You know, kind of just genuinely curious. Some of it I didn't know, some of it I didn't understand or thought I knew and didn't understand. And so it was, it was awesome to have a guy like that to really be a, uh, early mentor and begin to kind of shape and mold how I worked as a technician. You've gone through a lot of early stages in your life where you had the, the nine years in the military and you've had various roles and what just some pretty big companies in, in the past few years as well. So like, what do you think motivates you to sort of keep progressing? Um, I think what motivates me is kind of the, I guess, watching the growth and getting to be a part of that just natural growth process. It's very fun to watch, you know, uh, watch a shop go from small, you know, maybe a handful of rentals a day to just busy as could be running around, um, you know, just taking care of customers, being able to really get out there, you know, have a million things on your plate and being able to juggle them simultaneously and successfully. That really drives me. I think it's a lot of it's a lot of hard work, but it's really, really worth it in the end because it's an experience I think you won't get anywhere else. Um, and my kind of my motivation to drive forward is I feel like every day 
that you go to work and every day that you're able to take care of a customer. It's just, it's a really genuinely rewarding experience, not to sound selfish, but it's very, it's very rewarding to be able and fulfilling to be able to take care of somebody and know that their event or their production or, you know, whatever they're working on, you're able to make a positive impact and really help them um, complete their objective or their mission. So when you first joined the industry, did you realize how big it was? No, I did not. <laughs> I, uh, my knowledge was very limited. Uh, my knowledge is basically limited to like aerial equipment rentals and um, kind of your more general rental type forklifts, booms, because growing up in the small town I did, we had a rental company there. And that's, that was all they rented. So I assumed, oh, well, that's, you know, the rental industry is, it's just very small segment when it's very, very vast and very large. I think that's something that really the rental industry needs to figure out how they can make the industry more relevant to people that are outside of the industry and really promote it because there is so much opportunity out there and so many different types of rental, complex rental, like even just the, the companies that do the dewatering and yes. those sort of projects like they're unbelievable the the engineering behind that type of rental as well which is yeah it's just amazing oh absolutely i think that um that's kind of been the biggest learning curve for me is prior to this you know power hvac that's a that's a complex field there's you know a lot of technical knowledge that's involved there's a lot of kind of just experience derived lessons you learn just through having gone through something been through a setup, kind of seen how it goes, to now being in a pump power and climate role. Um, the pump world is amazing. It's been, this has been the most fun I've had in a long time because every day I'm learning something. You know, you're doing a sewer bypass where it's absolutely critical that, you know, no spillage, no leaks. You know, if a piece of equipment goes down, it has to be brought back up, you know, as soon as possible to a dewatering job where you're pulling, you know, millions of gallons of groundwater out of the ground so that a uh, you know construction excavation can happen and i mean the seeing the back end like the proposal end and the engineering has just been amazing it's there's a lot involved in it who do you think played a big influence on you from a mentor perspective there's definitely two uh two fine gentlemen i can uh, i can always thank for helping mentor me and helping me get to where i am today um the first one is actually my friend I, I spoke about earlier who helped me get into this industry. Um, his name's Anthony, and he is a he was a very good kind of guiding light and um, you know left and right rudder steers keep me in the right direction um, as far as you know developing myself, um, getting out there, getting educated on the technical side of things. You know, hey, if you see a class that is something that interests you, that's applicable you know, by all means, if we can send you to it, ask to go, you know, and really develop yourself kind of fully so that you can handle anything that's thrown at you. He was a, a very good mentor from, you know, literally day one, um, I would say pre-day one to uh, even to, to present day, we still talk and, um, you know, I can bounce ideas off him and i um, very fortunate to have, have him in my life. And the second would be um, Brandon, the technician I spoke about, in Las Vegas. He has been on the more technical side of things. He's been a very, very huge helping hand to um, bettering myself, 
you know, um, furthering my understanding and really kind of just showing me the ropes, how everything works, you know, how or why things are done a certain way. And um, it was hugely beneficial to have those those two guys in my life. It's been uh, um, definitely lifelong friendships. Yeah, I think sometimes companies underestimate having people like that in organizations as well, because they're they're the people that build the culture a lot of times. They they build the the employee trust. They 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 teach their employees. They they're the ones that really can help bring someone along as part of the journey. And and I would oh. say that like the sometimes those people are just naturally mentors as well, because it's very hard to like teach someone to be like that oh absolutely and i mean a lot of that teaching is on the fly it's very uh learn it you know learn as you go or like wait why are we doing this this way and it's like we're in a hurry but you know and they take the time to explain it to you which is like you said it's it's a part of the culture that is um i think overlooked a lot of times and uh really makes really makes the you know the experience the employee experience you know, very positive when, you know, even if I ask a question that might not be, you know, might be a little more obvious than I thought the answer it, uh, you know, they're going to answer it and they're going to kind of help guide you or, you know, um, explain it to you so that if that question is asked to you, you can answer it. So how do you define success? And was there a defining moment you think so far in your career? Defining success. So I think of success as ensuring that the job is the job is complete, the customer is happy, and everyone goes home safe. Kind of that's those are my kind of biggest um, bullet points for defining success. You know, everyone has to go home just the way they came in or better. Um, you know, you have to you know get the job done for the customer, and really you know really come through and and show that you can uh, you can deliver you know, above and beyond even what their expectations are. And, you know, always being able to always being able to, to learn something and understanding you're never too experienced or too knowledgeable to learn from, you know, a brand new guy or, you know, the guy that's been in the industry 30 years. And I think that this all kind of came to a an interesting culmination point. Um, I did a job when I was in Las Vegas um, that was with a, a company that did training for um, military special forces guys. So something still kind of kind of near and dear to my heart um, from my previous, you know, previous experiences in life. And we had kind of a very, kind of very simple, um, but very important um, air conditioning generator job. We were cooling tents for the, um, the special forces guys while they were sleeping. You know, they were sleeping during the day, training at night. And um, we got a call, I was on call and I got a call early, maybe 4.30 or five in the morning on a Sunday. You know, hey, my AC's down. I need someone to get out here, you know, ASAP. Okay, great. Head up, troubleshoot the unit, realize, hey, I'm not gonna be able to fix this. It's time to, time to make something happen and happen quick. Thankfully, we're close to, uh, to the location. Was able to um, get them a unit, um, place the unit, get their tents um, cool again so those guys could sleep and not, uh, you know, not be cooking in the middle of July in Las Vegas. And um, kind of that was, that seemed like that was kind of it. And I, you know, I, 
finished the job. He was very thankful, very happy, you know, very, um, you know, very appreciative of what I did. And I didn't, didn't think anything of it. I thought, great, you know, made, made the customer happy, completed the job for him. Probably six or seven months later, I get a phone call. I'm driving home from a job site, get a phone call from a number I don't recognize. So I answer it. And it's that same customer. And he says, hey, Tony, I know we haven't talked in a while. Um, you know, I'm so-and-so, you know, do you remember me? I said, yeah, absolutely. I'm very good with names and faces. So I said, yeah, I remember you. I said, you know, you guys had the AC break early, early in the morning. And, you know, I was able to come get it swapped out, you know, make you guys whole again. And he said, yeah. He said, I have a really weird request. And I know this isn't in your wheelhouse. I said, okay, what is it? You know, how can I help you? And he was in... Um, a very remote training site in the middle of the Midwest, um, miles from cell service. Said he actually had to drive to get cell service to call me. And um, he's like, I need a, I forget what size, I believe it was like a 10K reach lift. And I need it like tomorrow morning. Is there any way you can make that happen? Like, let me, let me see what I can do. Let me, you know, reach out to some people and get back to you. So through, um, you know, through the, the channels there um, internally, I was able to get a hold of a branch locally to them, get a unit delivered, and um, and you know kind of get them get them on the road and up and running again for what they needed to to make happen. It was cool because a, a few years later, I was going through my business cards and happened upon one of his. Gave him a call, and sure enough, you know what? Three years later, still remembered me. Wanted to chit chat for a while. Asked how you know how I was doing, remembered I had kids. It was just a really, really rewarding experience that, uh, you know, a lot of people are like, holy cow, that's, you know, that's something you don't hear about very often. And um, I felt pretty, pretty fortunate to have that experience. I thought it was, it was a great learning experience and a great tool to kind of show people there is, you know, you may do one thing that doesn't seem very important to you, but in the end of the customer, that may be, you know, their week, their, their day, you know, that may make their um, project happen. And so it's, you never know who you're going to touch and how you're going to positively affect them. Yeah, what a great story. And I think it sort of is a testament on how important relationships are to success within your organization as well. Absolutely. All right, Tony. Well, I really want to thank you for coming on the Rental Journal podcast. Yeah, definitely. Thank you very much. I appreciate you having me. Please share, follow, like the Rental Journal podcast and thank you to our premier partners, Can Arts Hire.